You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, Boomer and Geo have left. Here we are. We hang out in the studio. Me and Alan, we don't like to leave. Al, what's up? Oh, hi, Jerry. I was just going through the mail, and we got uh, two more postcards. All right. Well, one official postcard and one... Not official? Yeah, not official. What this does that is mean? not an official postcard. This is on some like kind of postcard letterhead. I'll take it. I'll take it as well. The first one, Jerry, comes to us from Carolina. Which Carolina? North. All right. The best Carolina, Jerry. I like South Carolina. Greetings from North Carolina. Quick trip for a family event in Raleigh. Thank God for Wi-Fi on the plane so I was able to listen to the morning show on Friday, May 3rd. All right. Not so too li- long ago. Not too long ago. Listen to the show every morning on my commute to work and the post game on my way from work. Nice. Hoping to hit the Islanders-Canes game. Well, this is older than I thought. Uh, this is comes from Jeff. He says people do love hockey. And the postcard, Jerry, as you can see, it's a whole bunch of license plates from the Carolinas. Very cool. Thanks, Jeff. Jeff, good job. Uh, And then this comes from Joe. Oh, hi there. What is up? I'm writing to you from Brevard, North Carolina. In the deep, deep woods. My wife and I have been here on our baby. My wife and I have been here for our baby moon. The hell does that mean? Then he wrote, that's right. They have a baby and they get to take a vacation? We're getting ready for our first child. It's a girl, so naming the baby Al is out of the question. Allison. Uh, You could go Allison. That would be nice. He's going to send a legitimate postcard when he remembers when he gets back. All right. I'll take that, though. That's kind of cool. Joe and Amber. He says, Sue. Amber. I like Amber for a name. Yeah. Amber sounds like a sexy name. It does. No ugly Ambers out there. I would agree with that. Right? Samantha's a sexy name to me. Same as well. Amber's a sexy Mm -hmm. name. Yeah, you're not wrong. Gina, Kim, these are sexy names, Jerry. They better be, (laughs) at least right now. (laughs) Or we'd be in trouble. (laughs) Jerry, I was listening. You know how I always, like, um, I I fight about the callers here on WFAN. Like, I get annoyed by them uh, talking too much, uh, not cutting and getting to the point and this sort of thing. Well, uh, yesterday, when I was driving to see my mother in the pouring rain, 
uh, I had a talk show on satellite radio that kept me company. Uh, again with this Howard Stern? Nope. Not Howard Stern. Just kidding. A Bruce Springsteen talk show on the Bruce Springsteen channel. Well, that sounds interesting. Yes. I was like, okay, I'm going to listen to this. The topic was, Jerry, Bruce Springsteen songs that you like now, but you didn't used to like. All right. And for some reason, they grew on you. You have a couple of those? So those are what they were doing. They were taking calls. People would be like, oh, the Tunnel of Love record, when I first heard it, I was 18. I hadn't really been in relationships, and I couldn't really relate. But as I got older and I went through a divorce, I was, you know, it was this, this, this sort of thing. Well, I don't know who's screening calls over there at the Bruce Springsteen channel, but Jim Rotolo was hosting. Shout out, Jim Rotolo. If you need me to come over there and screen some calls. No, no, no. How about you go host it? These people, Jerry. Go screen calls. What is wrong with you? I was so annoyed at their phone calls because they just kept going on. It was the same like sports. That's on the, that's on the host. I agree, That's and I feel host. like they don't want to piss off anybody there it's because because it's a niche channel. It's a niche channel. Yep. Plus, Bruce Springsteen, it's his channel. Bruce Springsteen doesn't want you fighting with callers, right? Right. But people were calling up and be like, they'd go on these long stories about a Bruce Springsteen song, and I'm like, dude, this is interesting just to you. Get to the song and why it's you like it now and you didn't used to like it. Stick right. to the topic. It's, it's on the host. I'm sorry. And then the host would be like, hey, man. Call us back again. I'm going to call back again. Jim Rotolo. While you were listening to the show, yeah. did you get the sense that the phone lines were full? Um, because I can tell you this, especially having worked overnight shows long ago. Yeah. Sometimes when you look over and you see a computer screen with eight lines on it, like I go back to the Astoria days, then we had six lines at one point, went down to four. But at one point, there were six available call in lines. And you'd go in there, and really, you've said everything there is to right. say. And you go in there at 325 after someone does an update, and you see two calls on the board. You generally let them talk a little bit longer right? because you're not in a hurry to get to the next guy. So when you were listening to the show, did you get the same? I mean, it's Mother's Day. What loser well, is calling that type of show? It was a fr- it was a taped show. Oh, it, it was live on Friday night, that's and different. then they reran it Sunday on the way to my mother's. Okay. But... How about this as a gig, Jerry? Could you imagine, like, you've done these talk shows now where you've got to fill four hours, yeah. four hours, and the next day, four hours. This was, so the topic, as I said, was Bruce Springsteen songs you like now but didn't care for when they first came out. They would take three or four calls and then play all those songs in a row. Oh, man. Oh, what a dream. So he'd be like, oh, uh, Badlands, you didn't like? Uh, Adam raised the cane, uh, Tunnel of Love. And, and some of his songs are seven minutes. <laughs> Then it'd be like, we're going to get those four on for you. I was I'll like, see you oh. in a half hour. <laughs> and then they'll get more. And then yeah. they took some off Twitter. So I tell you what, though. It's a yeah. great idea. Yes. I a do Bruce like Springsteen that talk show. That's not bad. And it was perfect. I listened. To, I got some talk, which I was looking for, and some music, which kind I was of, looking for. Kind of good idea. Very cool. How do we start playing music on the Boomer and Geo show? I wish we could. I, like, I've always said, and people think I'm crazy, but yes. I'll, I will maintain I always thought the Pharrell on the bench model was awesome. At the time, it was, you know, young alternative hard rock underneath sports. I loved it. I, I forget him, his voice work too. But I remember I said to Craig once, I'm like, can I play like for my segment? Like, can we come and do that for the 15 minutes? And he's like, yeah, do you mind? You wanted and rock music under I you? I think it's a great idea just to kind of spice it up, drum up some. Some energy. It's uh, yeah. I think it's kind of cool. 
So I think that's you mix music with talk. It's yeah. great. Yes. They do have a channel on there too, with which is like a a talk channel about music, but I don't. That I don't, doesn't work for. Uh, yeah, not really working for. So because you never know what you're going to get when you click over there. I had Howard Stern this morning. He was Ooh. on Good Morning America. Is that right? They had the pre-taped uh, interview. Okay. With oh, who's the guy? The Greek name. George Stephanopoulos. Was it him? Yep. Yeah, it was him. They're very good friends. They are. So he did the interview. And there was a lot of things. I've, so I watched like two six-minute snippets that they had. The first one was what we were talking about in the car about how Stern looks back at a young Stern and he's embarrassed by it. And he points. He gives several examples, actually, in the interview. It was, it's interesting to watch. And then the other one was um, he was talking about the fact that Donald Trump became president. He believes he had some influence just because he had Trump on several times and he could never get Hillary Clinton on. And so Stephanopoulos goes, are you saying you could have gotten her elected? He's like, no, I would never do that. He goes, but there's a hundred million subscribers to Sirius XM. He basically said they have numbers to show. 66 million of them listen to his no. show. That true. is unbelievable. Or at least three for every one subscriber listens to the Stern show. I do believe that. I do I do think most people subscribe for that first. Mm. I, I think when Sirius XM really got off the ground, it was when he went over there. Sure. But and if it's not subscribers, it's listeners. Because he said maybe maybe that's what I'm confusing. For every subscriber, you will get three different listeners because you can share the subscription within your family or something like that. Either way, it's just the numbers are, and even if he's off by 30 million, right? the number's incredible. It really is. And then he goes on to be Howard Stern. He takes over the interview. Right. And he talks about, did you see this yet? About when they have dinner together? I have not seen this. Um... I don't want to ruin it, but what okay. the hell is funny? He says, you kill me because every time we have dinner, somehow it always comes up how your wife talks about your sex life and that you guys have sex every night. Oh, George Stephanopoulos' yes. his wife. And he's like... And then you leave, and my wife's looking at me like, what is wrong with you? It's like, I just want to go to bed. <laughs> it's very funny. It now, really is pretty good. That fella, George Stephanopoulos, is married to the woman from Seinfeld who played Schmoopy. Is that true? Yeah. Do you remember the blonde, yeah, uh, Jerry's girlfriend? Absolutely. Shmoopy. Yeah, You're I didn't Shmoopy. know that. Yeah. Oh, how about that? That's funny. Allie Wentworth, I believe her name is. That's excessive. Well, I mean, listen, to each his own. Sex every night. But they played it, and then he they they show him on the set with Michael Strahan and then the other two, Robin Roberts, I think, right? And mm -hmm. I forget who the other one, Lara, I think. Flynn Boyle. Who? Did you just make that name up? No, she's an actress from, like, oh. Twin Peaks or something okay. 100 years ago. <laughs> anyway, they come back. He's soaked from sweat because he's so embarrassed George that, Stephanopoulos they ran, is? that they ran that bar. It was actually very funny. I will uh, see if I get that on demand. Yeah, you should. Have. Just Google it. You'll find it. You Google it. I'm, I'm intrigued by watching Stern at yeah. this stage of his. Not, not the show. I don't listen to the show. We're here. But I'm intrigued by his story. Yeah, I don't like that he's pretending to be embarrassed by what made him famous. I I agree. And in print, and you hear the story, you almost think it's disingenuous. Right. Watching him, I don't know. I don't know. There's a There's a part of me that believes him. No, I don't disbelieve him. But when he says now that he's embarrassed for the type of show he used to do, I don't know. I just, something about it rubs me the wrong way. Because in the New York Times article, which was an interview, 
it, it, he, that's where I first saw him talking about it this way. And I don't know. It just, it just bugs me when, bugs me like when um, Sarah Silverman and Amy Schumer, like they became famous through their standup, which was very graphic sexually and all stuff. And then, and then they spend their time now going all in against President Trump and Me Too movements and all this stuff. It's like, well, you did. Well, you the got rich opposite. and famous right. off of it. Now that you have the money, it's easy to have the other. Same with Howard I, Stern. I, if yeah. this is the gimmick he's doing now. Yeah, and, I don't know. You're the Stern fan. I'm not. So. I am the Stern fan. Right. I will take your word for it. Bust Interesting, me. though. You should watch it. I will watch it. I taped. He was also on Sunday CBS Sunday Morning, which oh, I've taped. When is he coming in with Boomer and Geo? That I'm not sure. All right. Evan was trying to get him on. I know, and uh, Evan was a star of his movie. Evan had, a, and I thought a good angle, dude. I was in your movie. Yes. I think it was actually a very good idea. Doesn't that was a great him, one. Good idea. All right. That would have pissed you off. Oh man. I know you would have been Joe. Right, bro. <laughs> right. I was seeing Howard Stern in the hallway, bro. Thank you. <laughs> Well, I've been a listener since 1986, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Roles reversed. I love now when Joe meets these Jets. He met the Brickishaw Ferguson yes. today in the hallway. It was tremendous. When he met the uh, OCU. Um, what's the thing? Osemily. Kalechi. Kalechi. That was awesome. I hope to have some more in here so I can get some more uh, Joe Beningo reaction. Maybe Sam Darnold next week. Oh, that'd be awesome. Jerry, how about this? A New York City waiter returned a $424,000 check. Yeah. Back well, to a customer. Don't you have to? Even though the customer didn't give him a tip. I think you have to, don't you? A New what York do you City... do? Rip it up? Or... Right, <laughs> right. You're not going to cash it. It says it says a uh, a waiter at a New York City pizzeria, Patsy's, returned a four hundred twenty four thousand dollar cashier's check. Does that mean anyone could have cashed it? I think if it's made out to cash. Ooh. And a cashier's check, basically, if I am right about this, it confirms that the money's in the account, like it's been checked and cleared already. Like Let's if you see... sell your car yeah. privately. You want a cashier's check from the other person so they don't stiff you with a bounce Yeah, don't check. stiff me. So the money's accounted for. Oh, I see. Uh, this woman, uh, Karen, who lost the check, said she'd brought along the cashier's check as a down payment for a condo she was going to buy. She accidentally left the check on her table before leaving. <laughs> How are you so carefree Good Lord. with a check for half a million dollars? Right, as a down payment, by the oh, way. So how much is God. this uh, condo she's buying? Well, so 20 per, if she put had eight million dollars, maybe eight million dollars. And she's a social worker. <laughs> Come on. My goodness. Her husband must be making the cash in that family. Right. I don't a social know. worker's not making enough to have a four hundred twenty four thousand dollar down payment. Maybe a good pension pension. Maybe a good pension. I don't know. Wow. That's a lot of money. How about this uh, gal didn't even tip this guy when she left? Even after he gave her the check back? Uh, let's see. That's Let me read further, Jerry. Here, this guy says, normally we just put things left behind in the lost and found box. I wasn't going to do that with a half million dollar check. Wow. Yeah. She returned, she returned to Patsy's, the pizza place, a few days later. Days. Wow. So she had no idea that she didn't have the check. No. For days. Can you imagine the feeling you have when you realize you lost a half a million dollars? 
Now, where, I had a half a million around here somewhere. Again, it's not cash. It's not cash, right. So, I don't know. It's sort of cash. It's not like the guy found a suitcase with $400,000 of 20s Ooh. in it. That you would have to. I would return because I'd fear they were marked the bills. Then I'd be in trouble. I don't know, though. You find If you found a suitcase and you brought it home and mm-hmm. there was $400,000 cash in it. Hmm. I think I'd probably take some and be like, this is what I found. How much are you saying is in the suitcase? $425,000. I might give them $400,000 Right. Back. I found this suitcase. You count it. <laughs> and you know what I would do, too? I'd cut all the ribbons Ooh. to make it look like someone went through it. Right. Take some. I'm not. There's your money. Take some money from each pile of money. A little money. bit. A little bit. Make them count it, though. Yeah, how long does it take to count up $400,000? But take a long time. But couldn't they... Couldn't they go to the bank and know where those bills were deposited? It's like you're you're the twenty five grand you're you're stealing. I don't think it's that easy. Hmm. I don't think no. I don't think so. Think about if you're a store, right? I mean, they just throw oh yeah. If you're there. a store, that's why they. I think that's what I think that's what money laundering is. Like the term money laundering, right? Is that you have these marked bills, but in order to get them in circulation without alerting the authorities, you sprinkle it around to different places. Cause like you said, going to a Walgreens person's not going to be looking through it. But if I took 25 grand to a bank, they'd be able to, the more, you know, Jerry, I learned that from the TV show Ozarks. Is that true? Or Ozark. Okay. What I, is, never, I don't even know what that is. The TV show Ozark. Yeah. What is that? Justin Bateman's in it. A bunch of money laundering. All right. Which I'd never, I've heard that term my whole life. Right. It's like, I have no idea what that means. Hmm. What are you Googling over Trying there? to figure out. If I'm right? Yeah. Did you Google? Because I always thought money laundering was not marking bills. Right. I thought it was, uh, whatever. Never mind. So I, let's continue. I'm running out of time. All right. We are running out of time, Jerry. How about this study? Back seats of Uber and Lyft vehicles. Carry more germs than toilet seats and oh. toothbrush holders. Ah, gross, dude. The average rideshare car has about 219 times as many germs as the average taxi. All right, I, want, I need to know how much the average subway car has. Subway car? I don't have that anymore. I need. All right, so how would I start? So the average germs, is that what you were going yeah, for? Yeah, germs. Bacteria, if you will, Jerry. Average germs. Right. They contain more than 35,000 times more germs than a toilet seat. How's that possible? They had more than 5 million colony-forming units per square inch on the tiny buttons and more than 1 million colony-forming units per square inch on seatbelts. You got to be careful when you get in these cars now. All right, so here's what I have. 2 million colony-forming units per square inch. Yeah. In a New York City subway. Hmm. That sounds like a lot. Wow. That's a lot. That's disgusting. New York has America's most... Where'd it go? I lost it. Most bacteria-ridden subways in the world. Hmm. This is the reason why, Jerry, I tend to drive myself in a car and not a rideshare because they have germs. They have a lot of germs. Here's the thing, Jerry. When I get in my car, what's the first thing I do? I hope you put your seatbelt on. I put my seatbelt on. Yeah. You know why? Ever hear of click it or ticket? I have. We've talked about this a lot in the past, and we should. 
well, listen to this. From now until June 2nd, cops are stepping up enforcement on motorists who are not wearing their seatbelts. That's right. I'll do it even here, Jerry. You know, Gina has this very small driveway, and we both have to park in it. Right. So if I'm parked behind her, she can't get out. I have to move my car. I'm just going to move it into the street. I'll still put my seatbelt on. I have a Walgreens 100 yards from my house. Down your corner. Always put the seatbelt on. I actually left the baseball fields the other day without asking my son if he had a seatbelt on. Is that right? Yeah, which I never do. There's always a, you know, there's always a, hey, you good? Yeah. You good? Seatbelt on. And we were just talking. And I backed out. I made a left. And I realized that we were only driving for 15 seconds. But in those 15 seconds, if I got into an accident, now he did have the seatbelt on. Right. But to your point, we take it very seriously. Yes. No matter how short of a drive you're doing, you still buckle up. Yep. No doubt. Yes. And how about this? You ever been driving down the street and your passenger doesn't have their seatbelt on? You hear? Oh, it drives me crazy. Ping, ping, ping. My dad will do that sometimes. I'm like, Dad, put the seatbelt on. Yeah. That. That invention in the car is one of the best things because it's an annoyance, and it does make people put the seatbelt on, and it's a good thing. It annoys people. Like, why not put it on? Why not? We grew up in the seatbelt era, though, which is good. We did. When we were kids, though, I did not put a seatbelt on in the back seat when I was a kid. You're right. And I look back on that now. Very dangerous. What? And my mother had the big karate chop hands. Right. Even in the front seat, we didn't wear them when I was a kid. Yeah, that doesn't really work, the karate chop hands. No, of course it doesn't work. You know what works? A seatbelt. What about this saying, Jerry? Click it or ticket. Does that work for yes, you? Yes, it does work. Right? I don't want a ticket. I got enough parking tickets. I don't you don't a want a ticket. ticket. Exactly. So just put the seatbelt on when you get in the car. It's very easy. Not only for your safety, but now you'll get a ticket for it, as you should. You should get a ticket for being dumb if you don't do this. I agree. I agree. Thank you, Jerry. You're a moron. Here's your ticket. So just remember that Jerry and I told you, when you get in the car, put that seatbelt on, and when you hear it click, then you know you've done, you've accomplished something. You could already say, I've already started the day off. You know, some people say, make your bed in the morning. You've already accomplished something. Yes. I don't do that. The day starts. When I get in the car. You want to save the world, you start by making your bed. Yeah. That was the old school. New school is, you want to, well, how are you say it? Save the if world. If you want to save the world, it starts you start by making by your bed. Getting in your car and clicking your seatbelt on. That's it. That's how my day starts. I'm with you. Some days my days don't start till noon because that's not that's when I get in my car. <laughs> it's a long day. Yeah, it's a long day, Jerry. Met a fan of the show, by the way. Where at? We played this guy, Bob Beck. Bob Beck? Nice guy. Yeah, we played his team. I believe they're from Tom's River. We played them on Saturday. How old a man is Bob Beck? I would say Bob is mid-30s, I would say. All right. Say. Good team. We play the 7-7 tie, but uh, big fan going back to Boomer and Carton. Bob Beck. Likes Boomer and Geo, likes you. Oh. So he said, hey. That's nice. Hey, Bob Beck, hey. What is up? Hey, Bob Beck. That's it. Do you call him? Do you have a nickname for him, like Beckster? I just met him. Oh. I talked to him for the first on Thursday trying to schedule this game, and I uh, met him on Sunday or try, Saturday. Try this the next time you see no, him. No, no, I'm not going to call him Beckster. <laughs> I don't just, know him enough. Just see if he responds no how about not <laughs> how about we'll just play the game all right you get to go that route as well we could do that yes when are you gonna start coaching with me uh coaching as soon as our softball uh, games <laughs> no, start no. and i don't want to go to them <laughs> no, no, no. that's when i'm going to start coaching your little league team 
because those are in my backyard as opposed to well, you know what's funny on about Long that? Island. All kidding aside, so we have a softball game scheduled on June twenty first. Yeah, June twenty first is the start of our county district tournament. Okay, so I, there's no chance I could do anything on that it. night except for coach my team. And you know where that game is? Matawan. You got it. All right. Well, the tournament's being held in Matawan this year. Ooh. So literally Ooh. a mile from where you live. Yeah. But you, oh, turned, yeah. you turned down my invitation to become well, one of my assistants. Not yet. So. Jerry, the warm-up program is next. Yes, it is. And if I recall, it was pretty good today. I know I say that a lot. A lot of times I don't mean it. I recall <laughs> today's was terrific. So... It's the warm-up show with Alan Jerry, the shortest show on WFAN. Well, what do you say we begin a new week? And Al Dukes, we usually say good morning to you. And how are you? Oh, hi, Jerry. I will say this. You very, um, you don't like teens. You're afraid of teens. Teenagers. You will run the other way when yes, you see a I pack will. of teens. You go to the oh, mall yeah. and you see teens. You want to go to another store. Troublemakers. I, and I understand that. Yep. There's a new group you have to watch out for. What? Who are these? The Russians. Russians. The Russians went after Porzingis. Yes. In Latvia. Jumped by Russians. Where is Latvia? What part of the... It's uh, over there. Is it in Russia? It's out there. It's across the pond. I don't know where Latvia is <laughs> on a map. Hold on. In fairness, yes. Could you point out Russia on yes, a map? Yes, Russia. Yes, no, we you used couldn't. to fight with Russia if all the I time. Ga- if I gave you yes, the map, of, a blank Russia. map of the world, hundred percent. Really, Jerry? I grew up in an era uh, of the Cold Mike, War when Mike. we were ready to fight Russia at the drop of a hat. Mike, wake up! I need you to print a blank map of the world for me, like now. Yeah, and I'll and fill bring out it in. Russia in two seconds. First That's of all, it's cool. giant. And by the way, when you find Russia, just let me know where it is on the map. And let me know, know where Latvia is, too. And we need to know where Latvia is. Yeah, he got... doesn't know where Russia is? Just print out a blank map of the world for me, and we're going to find out. Jerry's going to look like a damn fool <laughs> when I get done filling out Perhaps, Russia. But you don't know where Latvia is. That Nor I do I. It's just over there. It's somewhere. Yes. <laughs> and here's what I know. I'm never going out for drinks in Latvia. I'm never going to Latvia, so I don't have to worry about going out for drinks. Yeah. Latvia and Russia, two places I will never see. Uh, correct. Me too. Ever. Ever. And they ever think about that? Weird, right? Yeah, you've brought that up before on our rides uh, to and from well, work. Well, podcasts, too, we've done that. Sometimes, like, you get to an age where you think, I'm never going to be in Russia, ever. Right. Like, I will probably never see Oregon. You're never going to Oregon. Why? Right. Why would but you? Why, uh, if I go for a basketball game, yes. perhaps, to see the Blazers, all right. Am I ever going to go to Portland or Oregon otherwise? No. No. There's too many other things to see. You think you'll ever get to New Mexico? New Mexico? No. Probably not. And I and, uh, don't really care that I'm missing <laughs> Oregon, New Mexico, I Latvia, missing. <laughs> Russia. Right. We've seen it all. Exactly. But I'm worried. I'm going to Italy this summer. I'm not going out for drinks. I don't want to get jumped. By Russians. By Russians or Italians. <laughs> Who knows what goes on in these foreign countries? I don't know, but you're going to be in one. That's why you, you, you only go out for drinks because you have to be in your right state of mind. Helps. When you're in these foreign countries. Or America. <laughs> Anywhere, like really. New York City. That's right. <laughs> also terrible to be in if you're drunk. It's who not knows? A, it's not. I was drunk once in Atlanta. Yeah. And somehow found my way back to my hotel. And this was before Uber. I had to flag down a taxi cab. Yeah. This has got to be 1995, I the would 90s. say. The 90s. Yeah, way back then. You think about how we... No cell phone. Right. No Uber. And yet I Uber. found my way back. 
Good job. I don't know how, but not I found my way back. Not even in your full state of mind. I was not in a full state of mind. I see that Frank Vogel is going to be named head coach of the Los Angeles Lakers. <laughs> this was after Monty Williams also said no. <laughs> With Jason Kidd on staff. What the hell has happened to the Lakers? I don't know. No one wants in. Now, why is Jason Kidd just not the head coach? He's on staff. He's the head assistant. Head assistant on staff. Over under on over Frank under. Vogel being fired. Three months. <laughs> I'll go. I'll take the over on You'll that. You'll take the yeah. over. I don't mean from now. I mean three months from the start of the season. Yeah. I say he makes it through the year. So he makes it to January. Yes. I say he's fired by November. Ooh. All right. Season starts. He's out when they get off to a bad start. And another thing that makes me feel very old with Frank Vogel, Jerry, uh, somebody had posted on uh, onto my Twitter, Frank Vogel, 10-year-old Frank Vogel going on the Letterman show. Yeah. Stupid human tricks. Stupid human tricks. And I... Very much recall that trick he did back then, and he was 10. He's now head coach of the Lakers. Right. He spun a basketball on the end of a toothbrush and brushed his teeth mm-hmm. with it. Made his own sort of, like, electric toothbrush. Yeah. That's kind of dumb. Why does that make you feel old, though? I don't understand. Because he was 10 when he did that, and I remember that. Oh, I like, see. Like, I remember seeing that on television. Well, he's got—how old is Vogel? Are you older than he is? Way older. Way older. You're way older? I am I bet you I got him by uh, seven, eight years, Jerry. You think Frank Vogel is 42 years old? I do. Is he really? Yes. Why don't you Google that? I'm, I'm on oh, it. Oh, here comes the map. Of don't show it to him. Bring Russia. it over here. Just come here. Well, he doesn't want to cross over and block my television cameras, Jerry. That would be unfortunate. <laughs> Hold on a second. Don't go on here. Let me see. Where's, is this the good one? Did you Google Frank Vogel? All right, come here. Frank Vogel. <laughs> You don't know either. Yeah, all right, give it to Al. Many you dopes know. He doesn't know either, Al, just so you know. Uh, Frank funny. Vogel was born in 1973, That's making him. So he'll be 46. 46. So you're not much older than him. At oh, least I guess he's, I was old, only... he's older than me, at least. Oh, so they must have been wrong then when they said a 10-year-old Frank Vogel on Letterman. He was not 10. He had to be like 12. Okay, even so. Stupid I, human tricks. Can you find me Russia on the map? I sure can, Jerry. Let me grab my map. Uh, I have an idea where it is, but I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not 100% sure. Well, this map he's printed out was horrendous. I'm going to say right up there is Russia. Yeah, I would think so too, but I'm not 100% sure. All right. We'll check that. All right, what else you got, Al? What else? Oh, where's my cheat sheet, Jerry? Please hold. Oh, <laughs> did you see what the Padres ended up making a faux pas over the uh, I did weekend? the Padres, and they lost. <laughs> yeah, so the Padres wanted to do a shout-out to moms for Mother's Day. Yeah. So they changed their Twitter handle from at Padres to at Madres. What they didn't realize is that when you change your Twitter handle, someone can then take your old handle if you don't first go to Twitter and say, hey, we're going to do something fun here. Right. So just some rando dude took the at Padres handle. I think he was a college baseball player. College baseball player. Yeah. And he uh, held on to it for uh, many hours before they they were able to switch it back to him. Now, how many – th- I found this interesting. How many Twitter followers do you think – his name is Padilla. Padilla. Do you think he gained by taking over the Padres' Twitter handle? 5,000. No, no, the Padres have more than 5,000. No, no, I'm saying when he took over the, yeah. the, the, the handle, he got all the Padre followers. So the Yankees have 3 million Twitter followers. How many do you think the Padres had? The, I did see this. The Padres, I believe, have 400,000 yeah. Twitter followers. It's quite light. Light? Well, it's San Diego. So. It's still a Major League Baseball team. Hmm. But then again, you I think, was surprised the Mets only have a million. You think they should step their game up? 
I think they need to step their social and, media game up. And what do the Yankees have? Three million. The Yankees have three million. Mets yeah. have one million. Yeah, I was surprised Padres, by that too. Four hundred thousand. The Tampa Rays have a thousand people. <laughs> the same thousand to go to every game. <laughs> Although they did well this weekend because all the Yankee fans showed up. Yes. All the transplanted New Yorkers. That's right. Yeah. Uh, do I have time to you do, do one this more. quick A Rod story, Jerry? Yeah. Uh, a Rod says that he lost six and a half pounds in two days. Oh, I thought it was one day. Was it two days? In order to fit into his Met Gala pink suit. He didn't want to look fat. He thought he was fat and chubby. He said he went on a water-only diet. I know. Crazy, right? Yeah, I don't think I... Six and a half pounds, though. Yeah. Just drinking water? (laughs) You lost all your weight. He says he's a big steak guy, Jerry, and he wasn't able to have his steak. Do you know where he did yoga? Yoga? No, his instructor was. Uh, Yes, I do. Michelle, yeah, Salvatore, who we used to work with, yoga. That's kind of cool. She does Kevin Burkhardt hooked them up, hooked up a Rod with yeah. yoga. Pretty neat to Michelle's studio. Oh, I think that's pretty cool. You like to do the downward dog here? <laughs> that's exactly right. Or the cobra? <laughs> Is the cobra a thing? Yeah, that's the one where you go like this, but you're on the on the ground, and right. you're, you're like a how, a how a king cobra. And the legs would come up in the back. The, uh, no, legs stay flat. Really. Interesting. Cobra, Jerry. Wasn't aware. Ready to strike. I didn't know you were a yoga expert. Oh, no, I do my pelvic floor exercises. A ah, lot of them involve yoga moves. I forgot about that. All right, That's we have to right. take a quick break. When we come back, you were right about Russia, so very well done. You only had two choices, really, and you nailed it. I nailed it. Yes, you did. I'm impressed. The other we'll take one was quick... Canada. What? I was looking for a large space like Russia. The one above the United States you were looking at? I was saying that's the size of Russia. Nothing oh. else that big. It's actually much Russia's much, much bigger. Oh, I know. A uh, quick break. We'll be back in a minute. Boomer and Geo at six on the fan. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. All right, welcome back. We have a couple more minutes to the top. Big wins for the Raptors and the Blazers yesterday. Yankees won again. Uh, they'll play the Orioles tonight. That sounds exciting. What's up, Al? Jerry, when we left here on Friday, uh, later on that day, Wilpon, Brody, and Mickey all got together for a big powwow, and it worked. And it did. The Mets scored 19 runs in the first That's inning. That's right. It was pretty close. What if we did this? Every day? Yes. <laughs> well, Mickey did joke <laughs> after day. the game. He's like, I'll do one every day if this is going to be the result. Yes. And they got a good win Saturday. It's a shame they couldn't do the sweep yesterday, but what are you going to do? Yes, just have a meeting every day. A meeting of the minds. Where you go in and you're like, who do you think pumps up who in this meeting? Because Wilpon doesn't seem like a rah-rah, pump-up kind of guy. Well, Mickey, you feel, probably is in the corner being yelled at. <laughs> By Brody? Uh, both of them. Yes. Just, uh, but what do you say? It's not like he's not trying to win. I Listen, I agree. Hey, Brody. I'm with you. What if we... Well, hey, Mickey, what if we won some of these games? What if we did that? Yeah. Would I'd, that I'd work cut for people. you? Cut people? Yes. I, I, I am not of the belief that you always just fire the manager or the head coach. Fire the players. Or you trade a good player, a once good player. It's to like, another oh, Jersey Mike's Yankees. What? 